All right, all right, Phil. Welcome back to another episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast. As always, yours truly, Alex Peterson, my trusty sidekick, Phil Collins. Say hello to the folks at home, Phil. Hello. Oh, Phil, thank you for doing that, buddy. You're so sweet. I am a giver. And you're handsome. And people don't know Thanks. that because I can't see you, but you're just so handsome. Well, you know, I the the light down here in the basement is glistening off my bald head. And I'm sure it looks great. And your uneven eyes and your slightly dripped right side of your mouth. You're just so handsome. <laughs> it's like, God, do you have a stroke? Or did, did he used to be good looking and he had a stroke? What happened to this poor guy? God, Phil Collins used to be Genesis fucking yeah. head star. Now. Yeah, what can I say? Well, Phil, we're back for another great episode of the Heavy Music Podcast. And for those of our listeners who are just joining us, this is the podcast where we review post-2000 releases of great heavy music to save you time so you don't have to go searching out new stuff. We bring it right to your doorstep. And if I recommend it, it's fucking great. If Phil recommends it, there's a 50-50 shot. And we also do a ton of outstanding interviews. Phil, we've had so many great interviews lately. It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm jealous that I haven't been able to book them. I think you've been doing all the heavy lifting there. But either way, they've been amazing. Well, when very, I, very awesome guests. When I send my request for interview, I include a photograph of my face. And when you send your request, it's your face. And I think you're scaring everyone. Do you, yeah. Do you think it's the uh, dick pics I keep sending to the <laughs> to people we're trying to get interviews? I've wondered um, why you had a really low number of female guests lately, and I right. think that's it. I um, you know, I just I, I I thought it was just like do whatever you want kind of thing. You know, I thought the confidence would inspire them to come on. You know, but just seems to be pushing them away. I don't know, man. I like the idea. I like the idea behind you feeling confident enough to just throw a, a quick deek peek out there. A little sneak deek peek. Yeah, I'm getting all mad. Everyone's getting all... <laughs> I keep getting... You know, cops keep showing up to my house asking questions about it. I don't know. Injunction after injunction. Just yeah, send your legal like... notices to the garbage because I'm not reading them. Right. But, but um, other than that, the, uh, yes, the interviews have been great. King Buffalo, Countless Skies, freaking Kvain, dude. We got a whole bunch of great stuff. So if you haven't listened to those interviews, go back and check them out. But now we are in our usual sorts, if you'll call it. Just the Phil and Alex exclusive of an album review. Phil, tell the folks at home what I gave you to listen and what you gave me to listen to. You gave me a band called N-Shine and an album called um, Origin. And I gave you Sonata and an album called Zoria. I'm excited to talk about these because I have, I think I have a lot to say, even though I you know, just, I'll, I'll pause it right there before pause I, it, before pause. I, before I dive into that, we have to do our standard. That's so metal, but I've been digging around for kind of a new sound to do in our, that's what's that Is it in your butthole. Uh, occasionally I'll dig around in there, but you know, some other times I like to dig around other places and I've been trying to find a way of, you know, like a new for when we do that so metal. I, I was trying. I was thinking about this one. What do you think of this one? <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a less metal sounding uh, effect for that segment. But yeah, we should do it. All right, let's try this one. Is this better? All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good. Okay, so that's the explosion for the That's So Metal segment. That's So Metal is where we tell you something fucking metal as shit from history or the news. I got, yep. a, great, I got a great one. All because right. this metal story is basically the difference between, oh, Uncle Harlan has a problem, to Uncle Harlan is a hero. Harlan Miller from, uh, let's see, Mandan, North Dakota. Never been there. Don't know how to pronounce it. But Harlan Miller. Mandic. Skip. He skipped his niece's wedding to go to a poker tournament. 
and he fucking won. He won 367 grand. So what? Right? So he goes from this piece of shit uncle who won't show up to important family events to fuck yeah, Uncle Harlan, you fucking made it rain. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it depends on what he does with the money. He doesn't share any of it, then he's, then he's an asshole. <laughs> right. Well, he <laughs> he did he... say, he said, I figured if one member of the family didn't make it to her wedding, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It wouldn't hurt anything, is his quote. But now he says, I just had a really strong feeling about this tournament. I had to go. I don't really know what it was, but I thought I could take it down or get real close. I can get my niece a much better wedding present now. Damn, dude. Wow. So pretty fucking that's metal. Yeah, that's like uh, if this goes great, you're a genius. If it goes terribly, you're an asshole. And it went great. Sometimes you got to just roll the dice. That's right, man. I think that's pretty fucking metal. A lot of these metal bands we talk about had to take some risks somewhere down the line. And, and you know, it turns out great. And then all of a sudden you got this. That's right. No, I do, that for, uh, do that for anything you want, too. You're supposed to go to a colonoscopy? Fuck it. Go get to, go to a poker tournament with 300 <laughs> grand. Anyway, no, um, that's that's really that's really fucking cool, man. Good for him and good for his family. You know, there's one sound that I think tells everybody at home what that story's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just can't think of a more appropriate <laughs> sound. What does this Harlan guy look like? Wait, I want to see a picture of this oh, guy. Okay, I'm I picturing. You. I got you. I'm, right, I'm picturing a 65-year-old um, with... One of those hats where he served in the Navy, like oh, a leather okay. jacket, and and like sunglasses, and like uh, you could tell he smokes cigarettes, but he still looks like he can handle himself a little bit, you know. Not that far off, man. I mean, like you're really ridiculously close. He doesn't have the hat that you're talking about, but the face and the like attitude definitely yeah. has met a, a, more, a little more cleaned up than I expected to look, but still, yeah. But he definitely looks like a guy who's seen his fair share of packs of cigarettes. And oh, yeah. the age is like spot on. Got to be middle 50s or middle 60s. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, and I knew I knew his skin would be like tan like that. I don't know how <laughs> I knew that. I, I swear to God, I knew that. Somehow, um, somehow he's inside buildings all day, every day playing poker, yet he's tan as shit. It just yeah, happens. Like, clearly a Caucasian guy, but like a football complexion. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, dude. It's pretty fucking metal that you nailed that so closely. <laughs> I don't know. Just, his name's Harlan? I mean, come on. You got an uncle who's the loser uncle of that, who's done that same thing, but hasn't made the money, and you're, like, picturing him. Right. Well, for every Harlan, there's a fucking, I don't even know, a Bob who sucks. Uh, um, awesome. Well, all right. Let's do our standard rock, paper, scissors, shoot, anything you want to do to see who's going to go first here when we review these albums and tell the other what we think about it. I, right. I kind of want a category. I think the category is helpful. Can we can we do that? Yeah, I think we, we agreed to it. I think that's our thing now. All right, all right, good. So I would like to suggest livestock. All right. Now, can you add anything weapon-wise to a livestock or to a, a member of whatever livestock, or can, does it have to be just the animal? I was thinking just the animal, but if we yeah. add a weapon, it's got to be something that the animal could wield. Could you, like, um, uh, fix this weapon to them? Like, what if you wanted to, like, uh, attach a spear? Like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, the animal yeah. itself, would there couldn't be a rider who was no, no. using the munitions. Yeah, there were riders. No, riderless. Right. Okay. Then, so guns are out. There's not going to be a gun. Unless you could think of an animal who could manipulate a gun that's also livestock. But I, I can't in the moment. Okay. Let's think of one. There's not any. <laughs> There's no gun. <laughs> well, I got a little bit of a curveball because something just came into my mind. Could you 
in theory, oh. ignite the munition and then send the animal on its way. Would that be acceptable? Like a, like a kamikaze cow? Right. I mean, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. Um, I got to think of like what counts as livestock. I don't want to stress the boundaries here. Come out with a fucking tiger. Like, clearly not alive. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, old Uncle Harlan tilling the fields while yeah. the tiger's in the fucking barn. <laughs> right. All right. Um, okay. If you're, because I think you're going to go bomb. So I think I got to have, I have to have a countermeasure for this probable bomb. So uh, I'm ready. That countdown, Phil. Okay, here we go. All right, we waited long enough. Here we go. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Any anything thing you want, you want to, to do. do. Chicken with dynamite in its ass. Spear encased in armor, huh? Chicken with dynamite in its ass. Oh man, I had a. I have thinking of like a steer, and it has like armor on it, and it would like it has this it has the horn, so it would like gore you. And it would be able to withstand small munitions because of the armor. Nothing crazy. I mean, it's it's a pseudo. I mean, do you think Dynamite could get through armor? Yes. Like I'm talking like a medieval knight's armor. Like I get it, like one of those horses that was clad in armor. I'm getting. I'm, yeah. I'm picturing it. I think it's a great idea. But what is a steer? Is it like a? It's like a fucking um, form of uh, cattle. Okay. All right. Like, like a bovine. Yeah, and it's like let me look it up exactly. with horns and shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you. I, mean, I think if I th- if I put a piece of dynamite in a chicken's ass, lit it on fire, and threw it at this steer, I think the steer's losing. Okay, but at that, at that point, I have to wonder why you're even involving a chicken. <laughs> why don't you just throw <laughs> dynamite at the steer? I mean, if anything, the chicken's gonna blunt the force a little bit of the dynamite. <laughs> the chicken just muffles the explosion, and there's feathers <laughs> everywhere. I mean, maybe now you could probably unleash the chicken so it would go exactly where you want. Like, let's say, let's say the steer was in something, and you could train the chicken to go into it. You know, like it was—I don't know—it was holed up somewhere. You know, and you couldn't like throw the chicken there, but you could could tell it to like run in. You know, and, and blow itself up. Well, I, I will diplomatically acknowledge defeat because I am as interested this episode in hearing what you think of my album as I am to tell you about mine. Sometimes I'm more interested in hearing what you have to say because I have less to say or vice versa. But this week uh, I'm pretty equally both ways. So I'm going to let you decide. I want you to tell me because I'm really curious because I think I went out on a little bit of a limb and I'm really curious about what you think about this band. Okay, perfect. So here's what I got. We got Sonata... And the album is Zoria. And I'm going to pull up the first track here, which is called Beasts of Prey. And uh, as I kind of get this rolling underneath of us, I I have a lot to say, and I'm going to try not to meander, but I want to make it somewhat cohesive because I have like a lot of different thoughts. Mm -hmm. First, 2016 release. The band is S-U-N-N-A-T-A. For those of you listening, the album is Zoria, Z-O-R-Y-A. They're from Warsaw, Poland, from yep. 2008 to 2013. Did you know what they were called? No. Satellite Beaver. Really? Really. 2008 to 2013, which I think is very odd. From 2013 to now, there's Sonata, which is a Sanskrit word for void. I, I actually, that. I actually did some way. homework on this episode, Phil. Yeah, way better name than Satellite Beaver. Right? 
they have a new album out in 2021 came out in february called burning in heaven melting on earth cool album cover too have you checked that one out at all i did a little dabble a little that i've listened to probably three songs it's it's pretty good i think it might have to be a grower i don't love it it's but it's decent I checked out a couple, and I will acknowledge I felt this album you gave me was superior. It just, this one stuck with me a little better. The the four musicians on the album, the 2016 Zoria, names are Dob, Rob, Had, and Zai. I think they just took the first three letters of their last names and identified themselves as Dob, Rob, Had, and Zai, which I'm cool with. Um, now, now to the music. This is an album that I really like. I would say it's great. I could see many people who are not into this style, though, thinking it's shit. Like, this is an album... There's albums that I've given you before, like Metazoa from Cormorant, that has enough variety and different types of sounds throughout the album that I think there's something for everyone. This album, and interestingly enough, the album I gave you... It's either you like it or you don't. You're going to get the whole thing the whole time. Yeah, man, I totally agree. That's why I wasn't sure which way you're going to go, because I was like, boy, you really got to like this style to really uh, to enjoy this album. If not, it's going to be a drag. Right. The songs are long or slow, and it's like, you got to be in. Yeah, if you're not into this, it's going to fucking suck. So, so I was ready for you to go either way with that. So let me touch on that in terms of long. I, I've never, I don't think I shared this with you, but there was a phase in, in college about 10, 12 years ago where I was into, like, the droniest of doom. I would listen to Earth, Pentastar, I mean, Sun O, Boris, where it's, like, the same note for five minutes and then, like, a different chord, but that lasts 12 minutes and no no vocals. I mean, I kind of was cool with that, and I, as critical as I've been of other albums on this show that were too long, I, I'm glad that you gave this to me to review because it gives me a chance to clarify I think a 45-minute album of high pace, frantic, breakneck speed is too long. Like, uh, give me a 35-minute of fucking slamming someone's face against a wall. Give me a 35-minute album of that. When you give me something like this, which is this sludge, stoner, doom, down-tuned, drawn-out, it can be 50, 60 minutes because I'm not in a rush. Like, there's space to breathe, and I'm not... The adrenaline isn't flowing over the sides and making me, you know, so fucking tightened up. I'm just kind of chill and let it happening. So you gave me this, and I'm a huge Neurosis and Isis fan, which is a similar uh, musical style to this. So for me personally, this is right in my wheelhouse. I was totally, totally down with it. And good, good. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued that you were. I didn't know that you were down with this type of music at all. Um, well, you know, I, 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 I was just going through YouTube algorithms and I saw one of their album covers. I thought it looked kind of wild. It was Climbing the Colossus, which is another album they have, which is awesome, but it's different. Uh, and I like that. I, and I just made my way up and I was actually like through their discography. I was very close, very close to recommending another album of theirs called Outlands. It's, 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 I mean, it's right there. You know, with in terms of which one's better, I went with this one. It's slightly, it's slightly better, but I mean, slightly. What put this one over the edge? Um, the song "Beast of Prey." That's okay. The one we're listening to right so now. Much. Yeah, that's the one we're listening yeah. to right now. The tr- opening yeah. track, and it's my favorite on the album. Yeah, it's that 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 twangy after after they do that long right here drawn out. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is what you're talking about. Yep. That's so fucking cool. And this is where they introduce the lyrics. Okay, yep. so so since I've given you kind of my introduction, and we may not even get through all like hearing any parts of all the songs, or I'll move through quickly because they're so long and the musical parts. There's not the my words are not going to describe it. You just have to hear it. So I'm going to do my best to kind of just give you like my chunked information about each one, and then we'll move on to you. Uh, but here, here's here's what I say about Beast of Prey. 12 minutes and five seconds. The way that first note is held open, you know you're going to be here for a while. Like when it first opens, just boom, and then nothing yeah. happens for another 45 seconds. These guys are in, yeah, they're in no rush at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, and then I wrote at four minutes and 45 seconds, we got some lyrics. Like in uh, Tenacious D, when he's like, okay, I got some lyrics. I love how he sings, opened hive, saw an aeon, asking skies for a liar, craving rotten desire. And aeon apparently means life or energy. Tell me if you agree with me on this. This is what I wrote next. Vocals reminded me of the 90s grunge era. This guy sounds like Lane Staley to me. Did you get that? Yeah, uh, uh, oh, absolutely. And that's, uh, I, we were, I knew we were going to get to that at some point. Because as much as this sounds like Alice in Chains, the album Outland sounds like strikingly like Alice in Chains. It's like even more so. But well, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely get that vibe. And I didn't think that that was a criticism i think it's appealing like to me you know when we talk about what wins the album strings uh the skins in terms of the drums or the singing uh, for me this album for sure is the singing style if you put a different vocalist with a different style over this type of musical backing it could fuck the whole thing up but th yep. this guy with that kind of lane staley sound and this morose long winding vibe dude i just think it's great yeah, it's um they got yeah, and they have a very shaman chanting esque approach to a lot of their lyrics too, and it's just engrossing. I mean, you just, uh, you know, um, consuming, you, uh, consuming is the word uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, if if you're reading something, if you're working out, I just think it's perfect, man. You just it just it, uh, it you feel immersed in this atmosphere that they're building, I, I, and I think it sounds so cool. I just I love that stoner grungy sound and uh, I think these guys nail it mixed with this doom approach you know definitely and then this song in particular I, I know you know this but our listeners don't it builds to a crazy fucking awesome crescendo at the end I'm going to fast forward a little bit here but this it just builds and builds man like right here they just managed to bring yeah. the energy so high yeah they, yeah, they, it's a big tank game now and actually, in the album before this, Climbing the Colossus, they do that kind of stuff most of the time. It's or not well, maybe a little bit more than half the time. It's a it's a different style. It's very long, stonery, but it's way more uh, up tempo. Oh, interesting. It's, okay, it's so there's a neat, a, it's a neat album. I, I love it. So there's big variety between them. Yeah, they've changed a lot over these. Their past the the the, the past four albums that they've had, and um, there's been a huge shift. The, Climbing the Colossus to me sounds nothing like Outlands. I mean, nothing. I don't think. Wow. Okay. Oh, I'm going to check it out. But this is the pinnacle for you, in, in your opinion, this is the best one? Yeah, yeah. But not by a whole lot. I mean, I, the other ones are definitely legit. But yes. Very cool. Well, I, because I know that much of what I would say is, would be repetitive, I'm just going to bounce through the next, the rest of the album, give you my top three, kind of some highlights from each track, and then uh, I'll shift over to you. But altogether... 
Definitely a great album from my side. I had never heard of these guys. I was super intrigued to find out what they had going on. And yeah. um, I'm a big, I've, big fan. I've been listening to them for a while, and I was so – I kept thinking, like, man, I should probably just recommend this one. And uh, and I was like, nah, I got these other ones. And I was like, let me just do it. Let me just see what he thinks. I'm really curious. Great, great recommendation. Great recommendation. B- very interesting. And um, I'm interested to hear from you because it's basically five, like, ten-minute long tracks. I'm interested yeah. to hear from you what your top three are. But let me give you my top three first, okay? So Zoria is uh, track number two. And I got to do our obligatory title track alert. Hold on, let me find this here. I think it's like... uh... Hold on, let me pause this real quick. Give me a second. Zoria, title track of the album. Got to do this. It's it's the obligatory requirement. You ready? Title track alert. And here we go. Um, My notes for Zoria real quick. Title track alert. Eight minutes and 38 seconds long. Have you ever spread your wings and fly? Super cool opening lyric. I felt like this has a Marilyn Manson style pacing to the lyrics and the singing with an Alice in Chains style vocal vibe. Reminds me of Isis, this thick, fuzzy, uh, musical kind of just grind to it. One of my favorite parts of this is the question and answer part of the lyrics. He says, can't you see the light? Light you'll never find. Let me fast forward just a hair to that. Yeah, can't you see the light? Right? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I've talked about that several times before on the show, this kind of point-counterpoint with the lyrics and the question-answer style. They nail it on here, man. It sounds so cool the way he does that. Um, They do it twice. Once around 2 minutes and 30 seconds, and then almost uh, around 4 minutes or 4 and a half minutes, they kind of repeat it again. And this was where I came to realize that they almost take typical song structure of, like, intro, chorus, verse chorus bridge and they just expand it the fuck out like this lyrical part where he does this one playing right here they do that exact thing twice they do it at two minutes and 30 seconds and again at like four minutes and 45 seconds and obviously that's purposeful and it's almost like that's the chorus but then in between is this would otherwise be a whole song's worth of just musicianship and it works man it just keeps you interested and there's enough spacing between it that this sounds almost novel unless you're listening to it critically yeah and i i like that because it it kind of anchors you and it's like a baseline for the song it's like uh it anchors you into a it's like a foundation maybe or yes. something it's like it's like okay this it's it's not meandering it doesn't it doesn't go um you know it it doesn't sound uh, sort of wayward. It has it has an actual base that it likes to come back. To. Yep, yep, with you. All right, next, track three is long gone. Track three, ten minutes and three seconds. I like this long gone. open electric guitar sound. It's like it's not even connected yeah. to an amp. It's like right? Yeah, yeah, the, it, it, yeah like a yeah, almost like they're barely hitting it. And it's after that kind of calm intro, which I think is cool. After the last track. I said it says I said it sounds almost Middle Eastern in a way with the symbols behind it, um, I, and then it's got a nice build to 2:45 when the vocals come in blasting. Let me just kind of forward along here a little bit. They do a nice build up to the vocals here, um, and then they have a sweet shift to a slower breakdown around 4:15. I wrote this slower droned out shit is dope, and then I said. <laughs> 
The song is basically put into cryogenesis from 5.30 to 9 minutes, and then it comes back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. There's a part in New Horizon that's kind of like that, where it's just, they do this in the middle, and you're just like, it's like, man, this is, I fucking love it, but someone else would be like, what the fuck? Are they going to do something else? Yeah, you, this is definitely, if people weren't into this style and they don't know what to do with themselves, you gotta be doing something else. You can't, unless you're high, but I mean, if you're just clear-minded, sitting around with this on, you're probably gonna be thinking, I'm not really sure what we're doing here, but if you have other stuff going on, if you're driving, if you're working out, if you're studying, if you're reading, if you're doing whatever, this is such cool background music to be jamming to. Absolutely. And, and have you seen a band like this live before? Mm -mm. No, I don't think so. I'll tell you what, for whatever reason, when you're seeing this live, the 10 minutes feels like 30 seconds. The songs go by way quicker in person, and you don't experience that kind of um, loss of attention. Like Because I think you're seeing it, and you're, and you're engrossed in what they're doing on stage, it goes by far quicker. So any Doom band I've ever seen up close and personal, it was a do totally different experience, and uh, worked out great. So anyway, Long Gone, super cool song. Liked it quite a bit. Track 4, New Horizon, 10 minutes and 1 second. I said the chants make a really strong presence here. Those chants are always a staple of this kind of stoner doom sludge shit. This is my third favorite song. I'll tell you now, my first was the first track. My second was the second track, Zoria. And my third favorite is this one, New Horizon. Um, it's got this swirling riff that crunches through the whole song. It's kind of like I just want to swirl my head around in like a really slow, uh, you know, headbang kind of thing for basically the whole song. And then I said I love how they bring back the point counterpoint vocals that I mentioned earlier with before it was like answer question answer this was like point counterpoint where he is going over what he's saying and it sounds so cool what do you think of this one uh this is uh I think it's my second favorite my top three would be uh Beast of Prey and then this one and then Zor is my third favorite but I uh I like this one because the uh, the main riff that dun 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 it's that it's just really compelling Yep. And then I, there, there's that part in the middle I was talking about where it's like, da -da -da, bow, bow, and it has this kind of, there's like an extra metallic twang. I don't know what they're doing, but it's just so crunchy and it's just so heavy. And it's, you're just want to jam out, man. That, you get right to that part, and you just want to, I don't know what, slam your head in the wall, I guess. But, right. Uh, they, gi they give you that, en that energy in each song, but not for too long. And then they tone it back down and then they bring it back. It's like what I was saying. Just, yeah, it's just pure distilled grunge just oh there's like i don't even know what tuning that is but it's got to be the lowest fucking shit and it's just yes bow, just them like we're just this is what we're doing yep we're just making crazy awesome noise right now bow, no. yeah it just hangs out there right here yep just fuzzy just uh but uh then it brings back that that chanting da, da, da. uh yep. which i think that's catchy i think it's it's, um, it's to me. That's why it's my second favorite. It, it's got this. I find the element as compelling as Beast of Prey with the, uh, the the way the lyrics are saying. Beast of Prey is fucking killer, though. God, that song is so that fucking twangy part. And that comes in. I feel like such a fucking cool motherfucker. Yeah, guy. right. I know. <laughs> All right, let's go to the last track, track five, again and against. Ten minutes and one second. Aggressive vocal style right out of the gate. This is the most kind of in your face with the vocals oh, yeah. straight out. Very different song. And then around two minutes, the musical chill returns. 
And then again, they do that repeated vocal style like a chorus. I, again, this is like where they I, I picked up on they're doing kind of a quasi-typical song structure, just really, really drawn out. And I think that that's a neat thing. I don't, I, I never re- recognized that before in a band, taking a typical kind of rock and roll, um, radio single style song structure and just blowing it up for 10 minutes and slowing it way down. And that's to me what they're doing. I think it, they pull it off. You, 95% of people probably would not even notice that's what they're doing. Yep. And, um, but yeah, uh, yes, this, and this song, yeah, clearly it, to me, it's the, the most in your face. Um, I, I, I was, if we ever interviewed them, if we ever got lucky enough to do that, I would ask them what made them decide to go with that approach for this song. Cause it just seems like such a departure. Right. Um, but it, yeah, still a great song. And, I, um, I, uh, I really, I really wanted to. Uh, I can't emphasize enough. If you like, since you like this album, you really got to do yourself a favor and listen to Outlands and Climbing the Colossus. I wouldn't be shocked at all if you like Outlands more than this Really? Okay, okay. I will. Yeah. I will definitely do it because I was very impressed by this. I was listening to it with Katie, and she was like, "Man, this sounds cool." I think she really dug the '90s style grunge vibe of it, just down tuned and slowed out. That's all it was. Right. This song in particular made me think of. Remember how back, way back in the day, they would like, in the '90s, they'd hold up the bullhorn and sing into the bullhorn. Scott Weiland yeah. would do that. Sure. I got, I got yeah. the vibe of this guy doing this on, on this song, just fucking bullhorning it into the crowd. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That or you're like radio machine kind of thing. Yes. Too. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, yeah, this is a very niche, very niche. Uh, I think band and album, and I'm so glad you liked it, man. I was so ready for you to be like, I just didn't, I couldn't get into it because it wasn't my thing. I knew you liked Sun O. Uh, I didn't know you liked. I didn't know if you were maybe still into. I guess that kind of droney stuff. So I'm I'm so cool with it. I'm so cool with it because it just it's one of those where you don't go to pick one song. You play the whole album every time. You play the whole fucking thing because it's an experience. You know, it just it just wanders and meanders and takes you around. You can't just kind of like go and pick. Oh, I just want to listen to New Horizon today. I mean, you got to listen to the whole thing. It's my experience with this type of, of music. All right, Phil, you're the man. Great recommendation. Like a lot. So tell me, and yeah. I think it's kind of interesting because we have a lot of similarities between these two. Not identicalities, but some similarities that I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Origin by and Shine. So I'm going to start with this first track, Stream of Light. Take it away. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was really neat that you recommended such a space-themed, not just album band, because this band, they have another album called Singular- Singularity that's uh, also their space theme. Yep. I listen to a couple songs. They're, they're really good. Um, I, I, th- I thought this was a really, really cool album. It's really fun to listen to, I thought, even though it's got a very eerie, um, lonely vi- uh, vibe, you know. Um, but I, I thought it was great. So Stream, yeah, I, there are some little tiny criticisms I have, um, but... It wasn't enough to stop me from enjoying it. So stream, uh, you know, I love the uh, synth and I, it, the growls go and for a little bit, and then it stops in this really somber, sort of sad, desolate kind of uh, sound, and then it picks back up. The only um, problem, and it goes into a good growling part, and then there's like a piano at the end that sound, sounds really cool. But the only problem I had with this particular song was that I kind of wish they would uh, let that stuff marinate a little longer. You know, it's like they, it's almost like they thought, it's like, I don't know, it's like you guys are afraid of being the fucking prog band that you probably are. <laughs> um, so like, um, and when I heard that, I was like, ah, oh, this song sounds a little incomplete, you know, but then I, um, it picked right up and I, I didn't feel, really feel that way that much. 
after that. It was really just this first song where it really stood out for me. But I still like the song. I still listen to it. I like that part, that, that's part in the middle. It's always in my, not always, but it's in my head often. Uh, but it was a very good song. But then um, jump right into Refraction. Okay. That was a great synth intro. It sounds like, uh, I'm a big fan of the movie Terminator. It sound, it would, it, it, you could play that uh, when Terminator's chasing Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor that, that, with that synth. Um, yeah. It, it was perfect. It was like an 80s like montage or a chase scene. Um, so, you know, like like, 19, like like midnight in LA and you're running from somebody and it's 1985, you know. Um, uh, but uh, I think in this one, oh yeah, and they have that uh, this this lower gu- guitar sound. It sounds really heavy metal, classic heavy metal. It's like um, just heavy distortion, but just such a it's so familiar, and it just sounds um, it almost sounds retro to me. But they they have this sort of far away almost through like a walkie-talkie and growl that they do. I don't know if that may, or underwater or something. I don't know if that um, is something you noticed. Yep. I, I think it goes, I think it goes with the space theme. It's almost like it, it's a guy and he, he, you're communicating uh, through the suits, I guess. And the guy's like, I just keep picturing a guy floating away in the space through this whole album. And you know, unlike the album that you gave me, the vocals are not front and center. The mixing on this one is almost like the vocals are equal to everything else. Whereas in Zoria, the vocals were prominent and distinct and brought forward. This, they're kind of like right on line with everything else, which to me lends to that space feel of desolation and isolation, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I said, these guys love building an atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they keep doing these weird time signatures, which I love. Um, it's, uh, so, okay. They're backed up by a great halftime chugging riff. There's a somber part with whispering vocals. They love building an atmosphere. And there's a triumphant riff. Um, right after the whispery vocals that really kind of pulled you in. There's a lot of that triumphant, emotional uh, upswelling in this album. Yep. So it's a very it's a very emotional album. Um, so we'll go into Cinders. Love this song. Track Loved three. It. Track three, Cinders. Yeah. Uh, this The main riff on this one. It, I think it's like my favorite riff on the whole album. Really? Well, this is one of the first songs I felt like was kind of pretty. It is. It's, it's, very, it's very pretty. Um, so, but I said it was probably um, there's good whispering and low singing, and then two minutes in, it really comes back and pulls you up again emotionally. But I think they could have let the singing part go on for a little bit longer before they jump back in. Um, and then the, there's a piano that comes in. Oh yeah, there's a kind of piano part that comes yeah, in. Yeah, let me let me get okay. to it. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, right here. It's roughly two minutes. Such a cool, beautiful sound. <laughs> Yeah, and that piano is gorgeous. Um, perfectly fine. I mean, these guys, it sounded like this uh, first album to come out, it sounded like they've been doing music forever. Well, the lead singer, the, the brainchild of this band, the brainchild of this band is the brainchild of a band called Slumber, which is more like Sonata, okay. slower, down tune, a little more drawn out. This was his side project. Uh, we got to listen to this right And you're right, the piano juxtaposed with that is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, dude, I, I just, I was, yeah, I was just so, like, this is a metal album, I guess it's death metal, I don't know, but it sounds like Prague, 
and it's got like such a soft rock <laughs> uh, feel so often I thought that was really neat um, still not into my top three songs yet, even though I've been praising these guys a lot so far I think but there's so, so many good songs on here that's what I'm saying yeah. I know all right so give us a number four Astrarium okay cool um, I said a reflective post-rock sounding riff very pretty feels like floating in space or in the ocean and I was gonna at, at this part I wanted to I started thinking about making a comparison I was curious about what you thought but it started to remind me a little bit of Oceanborn from Nightwish and I think it's because of the somber eerie synth that comes in um, and I and I like it about as much as I like Oceanborn and it's like a perfect summer out but yeah it, it, I started getting those kind of vibes like old Nightwish um, I think that might be influenced by the album artwork too just that color and like the orb yeah, side well, you know yeah, that's true could yeah, be similar point. yeah but there's not a ton to say about this one except that it's just a very nice instrumental Yep. I, uh, little palate cleanser. Yeah. Um, just, it's pretty. It's nice. I mean, you could say it doesn't have to be as long, but why? It's not that long. It's three minutes uh, and 42 seconds. For my money, it's perfectly placed yeah. right in the middle of all the action. It gives you a little right. bit of a break, and then you go into Nightwave. Yeah. So, Nightwave is, is one of my top three. Same. Um, just a great main riff. Um, it's a really cool synth with an oceany sound that comes in. Um, there are main, good main growls, but again, this is where they do that walkie-talkie, growly sound, or underwater, someone someone fading away, like or they're, very, they're noticeably further away, maybe than they should be, you know? It's like, they're trying to tell you something. Um, and they have this, um, dun, 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 this weird riff, man, that I, I think is so neat. I don't know if it's a... Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about music theory to do it justice, but it's like uh, it almost like it interrupts itself. Da, 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 da. You know, it's like a weird time, time, uh, timing signature, or whatever. And then it goes into that da, da, da. really eerie, really fucking cool uh, main riff. That again, either the space or the ocean, something very vast and mysterious, dark. You know, desolate. Uh, that, that, yeah, that's why I, I think that's why I get the like vibes. But um. Yes, it's a great fucking song. This for me is my number two. My number one is the opener. I know you weren't so keen on number one. I love the opener, the way the piano plays at the end of that song, and it just builds to what you're going to be hearing for the rest of the album. But this is my second favorite. I love this song. Uh, yeah, it's a great song. Uh, great drumming breakdown about three minutes and 30 seconds in. There's a really heavy and epic ending and good screeching guitar. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah I think the drums are really solid. Yep. Um, so, if you want, if we're gonna play that part, or you want to jump to ambivalence? I'm good with either one. You want to go ambivalence? Yeah, that's gonna ambivalence is a strong one. Not my top three, but I like it. Um, so that um, this album's or this song's cool because you start to get it's the it's something I noticed about this album that I feel like they slowly introduce these ideas um, or these new uh, sort of. Uh, pieces to songs and this one they I don't I hadn't noticed before maybe I missed it but there's this is the first song with a female vocal yep. part and um, and it's so it blends in so well it's almost like it was there the whole time you don't question it at all you know they're so good at knowing what's going to fit their music 
even if they haven't used something yet, you're almost like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I swear I heard it before until I went back and I was like, no, this is the first time. Yep. You know? So there's they, they have such a great feel for their own music, which I know you, sounds obvious, but it's not obvious. Some bands, you can you can hear the confusion. You can hear, like, the, you know, that they didn't quite put it all together yet. These guys have. Yes, the, the try too hard. Yeah. You can hear the yeah. try too hard, but that's not here. These guys got it all figured out. Right. And so I love the piano. It comes in about one minute, 120 in, and it goes, dun, 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 dun. so eerie, so ocean-like. I'm telling you, this album, Oceanborn, is, I keep going back to that. I'm not going to stop. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. Absolutely good. Oh, I said there's a pause and then more chugging and then another solo. And then I said uh, I didn't really see the need for that pause, but it's still a great song. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's paced very deliberately, and it's slow. And I think it's fitting that they called the um, this this song ambivalence because it's got a very ambivalent tone. It's very, it's not fast, it's not slow. Um, it keeps you going just enough, and um, yeah, it's a strong song, but not in my top three. But yeah, and I feel bad I keep recommending or keep har- harping on Nightwish vibes, but this is definitely a big one on that one. So yeah, um, great this, song. This was my number three. Okay. Love it. Love this one. Um, love the introduction of the female vocals in this one. Mike, very close. This one is three. Three A is Cinders. Man, Cinders is legit. Okay, so. Immersed this instrumental. This is actually one of my top three because I fucking love that bass. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. God, I fucking love that. That is like all me. That is my kind of thing, man. Um, and the pretty, it's piano, it's really just that piano, some riffing, I guess, and then that bass. And I could just listen to that forever. Um, just love it. I'm gonna float around the ocean and not, you know, yeah, or just laying, just look up at the stars and just listen to that. So good. So I, I was hesitant to put an instrument on my top three, but I was like, why not? It's on the fucking album. Right. Um, right. It's, I, it's my top three list, so it, fuck it. Yeah. They put it on there for a reason and shit. <laughs> so um, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to say about the song, except that I just love the way it sounds so much and the bass that I um, put it on my top three. Great. You don't, need, you don't need to justify yourself to anybody, brother. Let's go to the next one. Above okay, us. I'll, this is definitely my uh, my uh, one of the top three. Not necessarily the third best one. It's probably the most complete on the album, in my opinion. Um, chugging riffs, uh, ambient main riff, and a piano. Um, oh, when they're doing the leave your fears and scars behind with that riff in the background, that sounds so fucking good. And then it does this total change of pace. That um, and it, you can't not be just drawn into that. I mean, once that kicks in, you're like, fuck, this is great. Um, so it makes it really tempting to, to say it's my favorite song, but I really do like my way a lot. But um, uh, I, that part where I was talking about Leave Your Fears, that I, I really, that's one of my favorite, I don't, it's a hook, I guess, not a chorus, but that's one of my absolute favorite on the fucking album. And so, yeah, that, just so good. Every part of this song is great. I fucking love this song. Um, does this, how, how do you feel about this one? Love this song. They fig- they have a way of figuring out the sound of the openness of the guitar. I don't know what that tuning is, as you said earlier, but 
It's just the way that it echoes, that reverberation feel. Like, I would love, as you mentioned, I would love to find out from these guys how they recorded to get that sense and feeling of expanse. It just sounds like they're playing it in the most wide open, expansive territory that there's just no place for the sound to bounce back off. And uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that da -da -da, what he's saying, he's saying, leave your fears and scars behind. I just love that part. There's no part of this song that's catchy. Um, great fucking song. Definitely one of my top three. Love it. Uh, and then Constellation, I said, was a really cool instrumental. I think it sounds a little bit mellow deathy at times. Uh, another cool off timed riff from about one minute uh, and 30 seconds to two minutes in. Um, not my favorite instrumental, but strong. It's a, it, it's a cool way to end the album, and it's a it's a really great song title for an album like this, Constellation. Right. So I like that a lot. I don't have a ton to say about that one either. I mean, the instrumentals kind of are they are. They don't they're not very long. They don't do a lot of crazy shit. So you either like you know, just listen to it, and like it. If you don't like it, then skip it. If you do, then keep listening. And I um, I like I, all the instrumentals are good. I, I like I liked um I like the Australian too. I didn't want to I don't want to overlook that one. That is a good instrumental but my favorite one is definitely Immersed. So overall, I think this is a great album and I really liked it. A lot of fun listening to it. I'll definitely listen to it a lot. And um, it's cool. This is just, a, I'm really glad you recommended it. I've, I, I really think I've seen this band's name get thrown around, but I don't. I never gave it a proper chance. So I'm glad that you recommended it. Yeah, this came across my lap probably uh, six, seven years ago now. I mean, it's been a while. I think this is a 2013 release. And um, it just, something about it, just the vibe. I had never heard anything quite like it before and the energy around it and the sound. And yep. it stuck with me. And it's one of those albums that I just go back to relatively frequently. And maybe sometimes I'll go six months without listening to it and then I'll go another you know, three months where I'll listen to it like once or twice a week, you know, because I just get hooked back onto it and I think... God, I love this fucking album. It's just got so much depth. And it's one of those where it's 45 minutes, but it feels like you've experienced like 10 hours worth of music, you know? And I just would play it again because I wanted to remember, what song was that again where I heard that one part where it was like, do 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 You know, you get like a little snippet of a sound in your head and you want to go back and listen to the whole thing to find it again, like a Waldo book or something, man. I just, I don't know. I love this album. I'm glad that you <laughs> dug it too. Yeah. Have you checked out their um, Singularity? I have, and I was not as big a fan of it as this one. This one, it, to me, was more, I don't know, compelling. Okay. I'm going to check it out anyway. But, I, yeah, I was just curious. But, uh, yeah, great album. So, man, I can't, I cannot emphasize enough. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to hammer home. You got, if you like Zoria, man, do Outlands. And you should do Climbing the Colossus. They're very, it's, the songs aren't quite as long, and they're a little heavier. No, not heavier. They're faster paced. Um, they're they're fucking cool. There's a song called Stalagmites, one of my favorite songs they ever did. Okay. And um, Path and Orkin are all great songs. And if you do Outlands, I'll, I'll text you all this crap. But um, Lucid Dream, Scars, and the title track are fucking great songs. Great songs. Great. I'm in. I'm all about it. Yeah, it's cool. I'm glad you took a little risk and offered me something that you weren't sure if I'd dig. And I love that yeah, style. Trying to branch out, too, because I, uh, I don't want to keep recommending, like, I guess things, whatever's in my wheelhouse. I wanted to, I wanted to throw in a proper doom metal or stone or whatever you want to call it, grungy stone or doom. But um, 
I have a good one coming up next for you. I'm to, ready. Uh, I'm ready for it, brother. Tell tell me right. about it. All right. So, God, I really, like I said, we've been saying that there's like there's a backlog. I mean, there's so many I could go go with, but I think this next one it needs to be reviewed. It is one of the all-time great death metal albums. <clears throat> it's Bolt Thrower, and the album is Those Once Loyal. And it's uh, all all I will say is if you, it's um, pace wise and style pretty very akin to immolation particularly the album atonement i'm not saying it's i'm not gonna tell you if you, if you, if you like it as much as that or not but it's got a very similar mid-paced well, relentlessly mid-paced heavy old school death metal sound bolt thrower name of the album again those once loyal it's like a war war, war i think it's a world war one themed album very cool all right, I, I've heard my entire metal life, I've heard a lot about Bolt Thrower, and I've never stopped to listen. And I don't know why, so I hope it's as good as everyone makes me think that it will be, but I just can't say it because I've never sat down long enough to actually do it. So I think you'll like this album. I, I, I'm sure you'll like it, at least. Okay, cool. For me, to you, brother, I want to go with... I want to make sure I get the pronunciation exactly right, but it's In Mourning is the name of the band, and I've told you about them a million times, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. But the album itself, I want to say, is called The Shrouded Divine, but I don't remember if it's In the Shrouded Divine or This Shrouded Divine. Hold on one second. It's fine. Because it is... It's like picking children, like the, the experience that you had trying to decide on which Sonata album to give me is the exact thing and the reason why I haven't given you this album way before because I love all of their albums they're probably my favorite band presently touring and still together I saw them on 70k I'll tell you more about it when we do the review episode but I fucking love these guys so picking between Colossus and their most recent one and Monolith it was really hard, but I, I think I've settled on Shrouded Divine. It was okay. the first one of theirs I heard, and it was the launching point for me to go into the whole additional catalog. So Look it up now. Yeah, Shrouded, just called Shrouded Divine. It's called Shrouded Divine by In Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And for whatever reason, I think I need to expatriate to Sweden because every Swedish band I come across, I have the biggest rager for. Well, Swedish Death Metal is famously great so i mean no, nothing controversial about that yeah so all right are you ready for me to close it out with a mitch hedberg quote yeah my fake plants died because i did not pretend to water them love mitch r.i.p phil r.i.p you are the freaking man always awesome working with you brother can't wait to talk to you about bolt thrower can't wait to hear what you have to say about in morning and until next time this is the great heavy music podcast later brother see you